Oh, man, if that doesn't make you smile, I don't know what will. Well, I have the honor and the privilege on this Mother's Day 2018 to introduce uh, our speaker today. And she is uh, the most important woman in the world to me and the best-looking woman in the room today. So will you put your hands together and give it up for my wife, Amanda Miller! Well, hello there. Makes me want to crawl under a chair, if I'm completely honest. <sighs> it's funny how you don't know how to receive compliments, and you don't realize it until you can you get one and then you're like can, can we stop now please stop now um i'm super grateful to be up here um thank you guys for being here mother's day at impact we're so glad to have you i'm gonna jump right in and if you would just bow your heads and we're gonna pray god we just thank you for who you are god we thank you for this opportunity lord because it is a sweet opportunity that we do not want to take for granted to be together god because we know it's not about the building but it's about us as believers coming together, Lord, to be encouraged, to serve, um, to just lift one another up, God. So we just thank you, Lord. We just pray right now, Lord, that you be glorified in every move that I make and every word that I speak, Father God. Your spirit just speak through, Lord, and just help us to lean in, Lord, that, um, God, that each person will hear what you want them to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I'm going to talk to you about wholehearted living and what it means to live wholeheartedly. Um, I don't know about you. Who would say you are competitive? My husband should have both hands raised. He's a super competitive person, super, super competitive. I, on the other hand, I'm not, I like to win, but, you know, if I lose, it's okay. But this last season, our kids have been playing soccer for quite a few seasons, and um, uh, literally all three, this our, our three older ones played soccer, and we lost every single game. And for someone that doesn't even care about winning that much, it was a little painful to watch the entire season. But we kept reminding them the entire time, you do your best, you keep at it. Um, my parents, they raised me to, to work hard. Work hard, it'll pay off. Work hard. And I truly believe in working hard. But today I want to talk to you about when we work hard and we don't exactly see the payoff right away. Um, who Today I'm going to talk about when we win and the things that we say, the things that we view as wins and losses in our life. You know, um, I don't know about you, but for me as a mom, and I've got four little ones at home, today I win because I didn't have to spank my kids multiple times or, you know, whatever. They made pretty good choices. Um, today I win because I got a pat on the back at work and, and everything went well overall. Today I lost because on the way to work I spilled a cup of coffee on myself. Um, today I, I lost because my AC quit in the middle of this crazy heat and, and I feel like I lost already. There's lots of ways that we view winning and losing. But I want to talk to you about today is, um, is something that I believe if we will change the way that we view it, the way that we view our wins and losses, that there's a different way that God views it. And if we will apply it, um, I like to say like lotion, because, because lotion something I can put on today, but I'm not going to reap the benefits of tomorrow because... It's going to be worn off. The smell is going to be worn off. The feeling of it is going to be worn off. So we have to reapply it. 
So there's two guys that I want to talk to you about, um, Abraham and Joseph. And we're going to start off just talking about Abraham for a minute. I'll get my papers moved. Um, Abraham in Genesis 12, 2 through 3, it's where Abraham, God was making promises, told Abraham he would be the father of many nations. And just you skip three chapters down to Genesis 15. And here, thank you. Um, and here is Abraham. And here's Abraham. And then he says, hey, God, you told me I was going to be the father of many nations, and I don't even have a son. I don't even have a kid to show for this father of many nations. It took just such a short time, and Abraham's skin got dry. He forgot to reapply that lotion that I believe how we view wins and losses, how we need to view wins and losses. In Genesis 37, you can turn there or just look up on the screen. Genesis 37, 5 through 11. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my, she my sheaf rose and stood upright, while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come down and come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. And I want to talk to you about how when Joseph, he had a dream, yet the reality looked nothing like the dream. It looked nothing like the vision that God had given him. And he found himself in a place where you go on through the story and Joseph ends up thrown in a pit. We all know he was sold into slavery. He was accused of, of having an affair with Potter's first wife. He was thrown into prison. He was told he would be remembered by two other guys out of prison. And then he was forgotten about for some time. And the list goes on and on. But today, we see in Scripture how here Joseph is, and everything that he went through, he still had a peace. He still allowed God to use him right where he was at. And I want to talk about how we do that. How do we, how do, we do that in the midst of everything that's going on? And I believe it's how we choose to define our winning and losing. And how we do that, how I believe Joseph did that, was he defined his winning by being faithful and obedient. That was it. Being faithful and obedient right where God had him planted. My question for us today, is it good enough to be faithful and obedient even when we're not seeing the results we thought we would? Is life all about what I can have, what you can have? Is life about what you can possess or about who you are becoming? Do you have a hard time keeping on when your present looks nothing like the promise that you feel like God gave you? We start off as kids, and, you know, I have, we have four kids, and our three older ones, you know, their, their uh, dream to be changes daily. But it goes from I'm going to be a singer to I'm going to be a doctor to I'm going to be, um, it just, it changes. 
But as kids, we're so focused on, they get so focused on what they're going to be. And as we grow older, we started off that way. But as we grow older, we begin to just be focused on what's happening as we do what we do. As, as we're being that, what, what the results are. Isaiah 26.3 says, People with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole. Steady on their feet because they keep at it and they don't quit. Depend on God and keep at it because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. And I believe keep at it is said a few times in here, but I believe because it's God trying to tell us, be faithful and obedient. And the scripture ends where he says in Isaiah, he says, because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. And I think that he specifically says that, at least in this version, because it doesn't always look like a sure thing. That when we're right in the middle of what we believe God's told us to do, that it doesn't feel like a sure thing at all. But God promises to keep us steady on our feet if we will just keep at it and, and seek after him. He, so we're talking about being whole, living wholeheartedly. And I think it's we have to learn how to embrace those things in life wholeheartedly. Whether we're in the middle of, of great things or we're in the middle of the wilderness. Because I believe that if we'll learn to be faithful and obedient, even in the wilderness, that God will bring healing and restoration. And, and that hard work that I believe is important, that sometimes we have to keep working hard and putting our hands to it, even when we're not seeing what we think we would. Even when we're not getting the results that we hope for. I like to be productive. I, I'm just that way. My husband teases me about it because I have a really hard time just chilling, just l relaxing as our kids call it. We call it chill time. And I have a hard time just chilling. And, and it's because I like to see results, which there's nothing wrong with, nothing. But it's when we become so consumed with the results, and that's what we're motivated by. And I believe that we've got to get to the place where we're, we're motivated by something deeper than just what we're seeing in life, than just, just the results and the goals and the outcomes, just what's happening. I think the key for Joseph was he learned how to detach himself from the results that he was seeing. He could be smack in the middle of the pit, right in the middle of the prison. And here he is, and these two guys, they have these dreams, and they're panicked by them. And Joseph says, come to me. And I don't know about you, but there's times in, lives where, uh, in life where I'm not seeing the dream that I thought God gave me, but I see it for someone else. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm bothered. I'm mad. I'm, I'm struggling. Well, here's Joseph, and, and he wasn't like that at all. But if it were me, I would, I mean, I think I would struggle a bit with, here's this guy, these guys in the prison with me. And I'd be like, yeah, I had a dream. Look at me. Look what happened to me in the midst of my dream. But he didn't do that. He chose to be faithful and obedient right where God had him. And I, this is the thing, though, where, where Joseph, I believe Joseph and, and um, Abraham, they probably felt a million miles away. Joseph specifically is who we're focusing on. And he probably felt a million miles away from what? That promise that God had given him. Yet he was just half a step away. He was half a step away. And I believe you are too today. You don't see it, but you are. Joseph trusted and knew that God had called him to it and that he had equipped him for it. 
And because his motivation went deeper than just what he was seeing, the results, because if he had acted on that, that man would have given up, sure thing. I don't, I don't know about you, but sell me as a slave, throw me in a pit, have my family. My family and I were really close. And I, I like when they, when they, um, they react, you know, well to something that God's put in my heart or a dream or, or something great that's happened. But here he is, and, and they've hated him. They've, I mean, like, he's lost all contact. They sold him as a slave, rid of him. Yet, this man remained faithful and obedient right where he had, right where God had him. I think that today, you may not be in that place, obviously. We're not being sold as slaves but maybe you're in the middle of, of this waiting. Maybe you're in the middle of, of working hard and feeling like you're putting your hands to it. Maybe you've already had that conversation with God. God, I'm doing everything I possibly know to do, and I'm not seeing a single result. But I believe that if you'll remain faithful and obedient, that God will reward that. Hebrews 11:6. if you'll turn with me or look up on the screen once again. Hebrews 11:6 and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And you know I've read that scripture many times. But this week um before when I've read it I was always so focused on the impossible. The word impossible. Because I feel like I would always just be focused on it feels impossible to do that I need to do to see what God wants to be done. Yet something that God showed me was I believe that it's because it's so simple with God. He just says, and without faith, it's impossible. Not what you're facing is impossible. It's without faith that it's that simple with our God. That he says, if you'll just be faithful and obedient. And he says at the end of that, he says, those who earnestly seek him. How do we earnestly seek him? We be faithful and obedient right where he has us, right where we are, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the results are. Is that enough for us, though? Is that enough that we can be right in the middle of no results, nothing being met, yet knowing we're right in the middle of where God wants us, what he has for us, but we're not seeing what we thought we would? I think that the key for us is learning to get to the place that I believe Joseph was at. He detached himself from the results. And I think that he was able to say, God, it's your dream, not my dream. Put me in a pit. I'll be a, be a slave. I'll stay in prison, whatever it is. But I'm going to be faithful and obedient right where you have me. It may be in your workplace. God led you to a job. And you're right in the middle of it. And it's just ugly. It's nothing like you thought it was going to be. It's not, you don't get along with people or, um, you know, whatever it is. Yet, if you will choose to be faithful and obedient and leave those results up to God, he's going to take care of it. God cares more about who we are becoming than what we are doing. Be faithful and obedient. Maybe yours sounds like you bought that business and you were expecting and had dreams of like just making so much money, just being well known within short time because you're doing it well. But it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Even if it's not like that, because it's not about the results. It's about being faithful and obedient. 
I thought my kids would act better than this when we're in public. But I'm in the middle of Walmart, and here they are throwing a fit. But I've done all I know to do to keep disciplining them. Doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. I just got to keep being faithful and obedient in the moment. Maybe you're, maybe you're building a house, and nothing's changing with it. But you keep being faithful and obedient. Maybe you started that ministry, and there's, there's only one person when you thought, I was going to reach so many. God, I, I have this heart, and, and you've, you've put this passion within me to do these things, and I'm not seeing near as much the reach as what I thought. And he's just going, will you be faithful and obedient? That's all he wants for us, is for us to stay faithful and obedient. It's not about a big day. It's not about a big win. It's about the everyday in the small things that we win when we stay faithful and obedient. Faithful and obedient. We tend to get in life, though, where, God, if, if you'll help me with my dream, you know, if you'll fulfill my dream, then I'll, then I'll sure help them. You know, if, if you'll, you'll provide for me fa- financially, then I'll give. And he's, and he's waiting. You're waiting for those, those results instead of just being faithful and obedient. I heard a pastor say once, the edge of your next blessing will often be the place of your greatest frustration. Your greatest frustration. And you may be in a season right now where you're feeling super frustrated because nothing is looking like you thought it would. Nothing. But I want to remind you of something today. That God is pushing me, tell yourself, that God is pushing me to my purpose through my pain. I'm going to say it again. God is pushing me to my purpose through my pain. It hurts, sure. I get it. I get it. It hurts. It's not easy. It's ugly. It's not, not how we near dreamed it would be. You know, I, I saw this once, and I, and I say mom because that is where I'm at right now in this season, but I saw this once on Facebook, and I love my kids, and they're great kids. I'm going to be honest. Totally great kids, but I saw it on Facebook once where it said, like, um, I was a much better mom, you know, until I actually, like, basically became one, and, and it, it looked a lot better in my head than what it tends to come out day to day. But it's my choosing to be faithful and obedient. You know, you finally finish the, the, the degree and you're, and you're looking to finally do this career and you get in the middle of it and you're like, wow, this isn't what I thought it would look like. But if God called you to it, he's equipped you for it. And you just got to be faithful and obedient. I believe that in order to get like Joseph, though, there are three things that we have to make a shift in. There are three things that we have to change allow God to change better yet, but still, we need to change. Number one is we change our priorities. Change our priorities. Am I trying to please God, or am I trying to please people? Am I bothered right now because I'm trying to please God, or that I'm trying to please people? Number two, we have to change our perspective. We have to change our perspective. The question is, about our perspective is, is it that I'm not liking this? I'm not liking what I'm seeing because it's just not going the way that I saw it going, the way I wanted it to go. And number three, we have to change our posture. Change our posture. Are you taking time each day in the word? 
in praying and in worship that whether the sun is shining or the rain is pouring down right now in your life, that you're going to choose to posture yourself before him. Because that's really where it all is changed. It's the third one. But really, when we learn to posture ourselves before anything, he, he changes it all. He changes the priorities so that I can see the way that he sees. He changes my perspective so that I'm consumed with pleasing him and not with man. Not with the results that I'm seeing. It's his dream, not my dream. His will, not my will. There's this old song um, that you may start singing in your head because I struggle every time I read it to not sing it. But he says, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have ever been clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make that change. And you may say, why in the world are you using that song right now? Because I think it's a great example. I think this man was on to something. That if we will focus and change our perspective, focus on right here. Not on me and what I want, but allowing what I, where I'm posturing myself, what my perspective is, and where my priorities are. And it's all about him. The results are up to him, and if I will be faithful and obedient, it could all be going wrong. And we find ourselves in those moments like, okay, maybe I missed it. Many times when we're in the midst of the mess, it's because it's right smack in the miracle that God is wanting to do. But we're so focused on the results rather than saying, God says it's impossible to please him without faith because he just wants us focused on being faithful and obedient. Are you being faithful and obedient? You don't control what happens to you, but you do get to define what happens to you. How are you defining what's happening to you today? You don't get to control it. We know the God that is in control, so we don't have to be in control. I like control. Being honest, I struggle with control. But I know the one who's ultimately in control. And I don't get to determine the results, but I do get to decide how I define them. That if I'm winning or losing, am I winning? Am I losing because everything's going right today? And I'm doing the same things, but then tomorrow it goes wrong. It doesn't mean I'm losing. As long as I'm being faithful and obedient with right where he has me. In my workplace, in my home, um, in, out in the community. You know, there's sometimes that we've been out in the community. Everybody knows it's, it's, it's what we do but to serve in the community. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes we have served in between 300 and 500 sandwiches and just loving on people. But you know that there are some times that we have served just a few. But I, I love that song, Reckless Love, because he says he calls us out. He calls, you know, leaves the 99 to get to the one. And those moments, we don't win more because we've, we fed 350 to 500. Yeah, it's something to celebrate. Don't get me wrong. When we fill the room and there's every seat's full, we don't win more. We win when we're being faithful and obedient. It's great. We want to reach people. We do. But that's not the win. That's not the win because, because it's all going right. That's not the win I mean, in, in your ministry, that's, that's not the win. And if we'll get our eyes off of those results, 
those are God's. If we'll get to the point where we say, you know what, God, the results are yours. I don't like them, but they're yours. We're not always going to like them. But what we do, we focus on being faithful and obedient. Abraham is going to be the father of the many nations, but here I am, and he's waiting year after year after year because his present didn't look like the promise. Joseph, you told me the sun and the moon and the stars would bow down to me. I'm in prison, and not just in prison, then do something great, and you use me to interpret these dreams for people, and then I'm forgotten about. Yet he wasn't. He thought he was a million miles away. And somebody in here needs to, needs to be reminded, you are not a million miles away. You're only half a step away. Joseph thought, I'm so far. Or I, I don't think he did, actually. I, I, not that he didn't struggle at times, but I think he knew if I'll just be faithful and obedient. He could have easily looked at his results, looked at what was happening in life, and gotten so focused on it and thought, thought he was losing. But he wasn't losing. He was choosing to be faithful and obedient. And when he, when he could have seen that I look like a million miles away because here I am in a prison and I've been in slavery and my brothers and my family, they hate me. And if he had gotten focused on that, yeah, he sure would have thought he was losing and he was a million miles away. But he was half a step away and on his way to being prime minister because the Lord elevates us when we are just faithful and obedient. Faithful and obedient. You don't. Our, our present doesn't always look like our promise. We don't need to be in control. I want control, but I don't need to be in control because I know the one who holds the control. I know the one who is ultimately in control. And maybe today, you say, I am being faithful and obedient, and I'm struggling, and I'm not seeing anything, not seeing a single thing. Then you keep being faithful and obedient. You keep putting one foot in front of the other, and then the next, and pushing through. Because in that, God says that he will steady our feet if we will just keep at it. I don't lose until I quit. That's the only way you're losing today, is if you quit. We're not losing. We win if we are faithful and obedient. If we are faithful and obedient. Maybe you're not that person and you say, well, I don't feel like I'm losing. Well, then my question to you today, not that you have to be feel like you're losing. Maybe you're doing great. I mean, that is, that's awesome. We have those seasons, good seasons, bad seasons. But maybe... Maybe you're winning. Maybe you're right where God wants you to be and you're doing it. Or maybe you're the person that he's been, he's been tapping at your heart and you kind of had something in the back of your head. But you've tried to, you've tried to play it out. What's it going to look like? What's the next step going to look like? You don't get to decide that. And God cannot reward those that, that won't just walk in faithfulness and obedience. So maybe you're that person today that you just need to start walking. Maybe you need to step out and just be faithful and obedient and do something. Do that big thing. Do that thing that may seem weird to everybody else and they may not see the point. But that's not the point. Joseph's family didn't see the point. Imagine if he had let his family decide for him what his dream was. He wouldn't have even 
He would have never been and had the influence. And then years later, years later, here he is, and his family's starving. And who do they get to come to? Joseph. You've got, we've got to get to the place to be faithful and obedient. I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to you. We've got to get to that place where we say, you know what? Throw me in a pit. I'm still going to be faithful and obedient because there's still something right there. You know, I'm going to teach these kids. Even if it doesn't feel like I'm winning, I'm going to teach them. I'm going to be faithful and obedient. I'm going to go do my job today. I'm going to be faithful and obedient. I might not get a single pat on the back. I might not win that award. Nothing may happen, but I'm going to be faithful and obedient. I'm going to stand on the promise, even when my present doesn't look like what I thought it would, because the results are up to God. They're not up to me. A couple of questions, just challenges I want to leave you with today. Are you trying to do great things through God? Or do you want God to do great things through you? Because there's a difference. Are you trying to do great things through God? Or do you want God to do great things through you? You're giving him your plan, your idea, your way that you want to see it happen. And, and that's not the way that it works. We've got we've to allow him to do great things through us. His will, his way, his dream, not my dream. Not mine. And number two, are you driven by faith and obedience? Or is the driving force in your life the results and the outcome? I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Are you driven by faith and obedience? Or is the driving force in your life? Is that where it's at for you? We've got to get our focus on faithfulness and obedience faithfulness you win regardless if it falls apart it may look nothing like you thought it was but are you putting your hands to it are you being faithful and obedient right where god has you then you're winning you win you win will you stand to your feet today you know i had that board up here because i think that we overlook it's the everyday it's not a big day it's the everyday small things I win when I text that person because God put them on my heart. I win. That's a win. Because I was faithful and obedient. I win because I loved on those patients today. And I was not in the mood or I had a really rough morning or a really rough night. But I was faithful and obedient. I gave to someone when God led me to even though I don't have anything. You win. I started the business and I've done all that he has told me to then you keep putting your hands to it. You keep on, and you be faithful and obedient. How do you define winning and losing today? How do you define it? Because you win when you're faithful and obedient. Not when I can check on one side or the other that this happened or that happened. You know, I told some sweet friends of ours, I watched as their little boy just screamed out the words to that song. They scream, he screamed out the words to that dog and shot his head up in the air. You know what? That's a sign of a faithfulness and obedience in his mama and daddy. I am a sign of faithfulness and obedience for my parents 
that stuck it out and did the small things, did the hard things. You are the sign of faithfulness and obedience. What's waiting on you to be faithful and obedient today? What's in the making? I can't imagine how differently that would have played out if, if his family and Joseph's family had known that he would one day be the source, that God would use him to be the source to feed them so they wouldn't die. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be hating so much on that dream. But God knew because he was pushing him straight to his purpose through his pain. It hurts. I get it. It hurts sometimes. But he's pushing you straight to your purpose. Will you bow your heads with me? Maybe you